gosh, I, would, I forgot I even had that in my pack. Yeah, that's exactly the sport, man. I, if Joe flicked my ear, I'd, I'd probably kind of come in the forehead. Welcome to Kafaru Cast, everyone. I have got a super cool dude, longtime traditional bow hunter and closet friend uh, on the mic, Chris Perino. <laughs> Chris, what's going on? Not much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you must be you must you must be dragging the bottom of the barrel, man. Having me on, whatever. I uh, <laughs> uh, Chris and I were able to just uh, do some hunting together uh, down in the Davis Mountains and. Uh, I've known um, known about Chris for a long time. I've I've known him for a few years here, and uh, Chris is kind of one of those guys, not a big social media dude, uh, but a wealth of knowledge, and uh, you know should probably get a lot more notoriety uh, th- than he does just from his uh, achievements and his accomplishments. One of the very few traditional archers that that you know that I looked up to and admire and uh, kind of catered to when I first picked up the the stick bow. So I'm, I'm super excited to get you, get you on here. I will say Chris, uh, is not very good at, um, at bragging about himself. So I'm going to try and squeeze it out of him. But, uh, but Chris, how long you been shooting a stick bow? What do you do now where you live? Tell a little, everybody a little bit about yourself. I live, um, I live real, I live in Illinois actually, which I try to keep a secret, but real close to St. Louis, I'm down in the Southern part of the state. Um, pretty much born and raised there. Um, so, you know, whitetail hunting and stuff has kind of been my thing. I mean, I, uh, been doing it for a long time for sure. I mean, I think I started with the recurve back in 88. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I shot some target archery years and years ago, uh, when I first got into it, but, Really, the group of guys, I mean, a hunt has kind of always been, that's what I like. I mean, that's my thing. Like, I, you're probably not winning any trophies with me on your team. I, I'm probably not the guy to um, tell you how to shoot a bow. There's plenty of that information out there. I just have always liked to hunt, and that's kind of what I've, what I've done for a lot of years. I and mean, I think people look at the the years I've been doing it and it looks impressive, but man, there's a, there's a lot of, there was a lot of learning, a lot of missing, a lot of, you know, ups and downs. But I think with most things, if you like it and you just keep doing it, um, time is going to be your, going to be your friend and, and make you successful for sure. Gotcha. Well, you, um, you've, uh, so I guess you said 88. So I was, um, what? 11, 12, um, <laughs> you got me by a few years, but you, you are, are a bit more successful again, probably than you let on. You have, um, done really well with, um, what you've shot five or six grizzly bears, black bears, a polar bear, whitetail. I mean, you've shot a lot of different animals in North America and that was while raising a family and, uh, running a business. You're also a, a plumber. Um, yeah, I'm a plumber by trade and uh yeah i mean i luckily have had a super super understanding wife i mean i've you know i've had a lot of different hobbies but you know hunting with a recurve bow has just kind of been my hobby and that's what i enjoy doing and and that's pretty much what i've done and and again having i think having a wife that's pretty much understanding of 
you know, kind of the dumb decisions I've made over the years has definitely been helpful. You know, I mean, she's, and I, I've definitely mellowed out. Used to, when I got married early on, I was a little bit out of control. You know, I didn't think so at the time, but, you know, as, as the years went on, you know, you get a little older and you kind of pick your battles, but man, she has been for, for sure, for sure understanding. So that's, um, that, that's probably been a bigger part than, than people want to think, you know, I mean, when you got somebody that's not, you know, on your tail all the time, like kind of let you do what you like to do. That's, that's a plus. Oh yeah, definitely. And I've been through a few wives, so I agree hundred percent um with um you know with with spending some time with with chris um you know i I mean minus the fact of him and i get giving each other shit the whole time you know a lot of things that chris has brought up to uh to me that kind of popped a light on for things maybe i take for granted or things that i should probably uh stress more to uh to people one of of the things chris had said that that made sense you got to want to want it um and what he was talking about is, um, and Chris, you can touch on it, but I mean, you don't, you're not wanting it for the sake of an Instagram photo or, or fame, you know, to be truly successful at what you do, you've got to just truly love to do what you're doing. You want to kind of talk about that. Some of the different maybe hunts you've been on where, you know, you could have very easily given up and you just kept going and, and give your thought process behind that, that statement you made. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's like, it's like, I mean, you can apply it to anything, right? You can apply it to golf, basketball, any sports. I mean, if you really want to do something, you, you are probably going to find a way, whether it's financially or, or, um, you know, I mean, getting your skill level up or what have you to be successful. And, and with me, I guess it's, I look at it a little different. Like I genuinely, you know, I mean, I think it's super cool that Aaron Snyder, you know, shooting a recurve bow and like all these, like, like I do, I like that. I watch things, I see things and that's, that's exciting. I mean, I like it, but I do it because I, it's what I've always liked to do. You know, it's just kind of been my thing. Like I'm not, I'm not good with, you know, hunting in Illinois, you get three and a half months to hunt white-tailed deer. Well, if I go out and shoot, I can shoot two bucks and an unlimited amount of does. Well, I'm, I'm would more than happy, be more than happy punching my two tags on two great bucks early on. But I, I, if I'm out of a tag early on in the season, I'm pretty disgruntled. Like I don't, I don't want the hunting to be over. Like I want it to go as long as possible. And then when that's over, I want to figure out, you know, what can I go do next? So it's not really. And then again, this is just my view. I mean, I think that if people can get a lot of enjoyment out of doing what they enjoy doing, like if you enjoy going out there and maybe you're not successful all the time, I mean, you're bow hunting for sure isn't, kind of an individual sport, I think. I mean, it's, you know, something you do because you like to do. And if you want to do it, you'll probably figure out a way to get out there and do it. I mean, I am by no means, I by no means have unlimited funds. I mean, I've had to scrape and borrow and I've paid trucks off two or three times, you know, trying to (laughs) figure out where I can, where I can go hunt. So, you know, I mean, I've 
I've tried to design a throttle that would not put me into some of the predicaments I've been in, but I'm, you know, I mean, I, I, I will definitely, I mean, when animals are sub 20 yards, how do you not shoot? Like, I don't, I mean, that's, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it uh, <laughs> I do now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you know, I mean, I think the shooting a recurve, did I get into shooting a recurve because I thought it was a cool thing to do? No, I got into shooting a recurve because the guys that I hung around with at the time might not have been like I shot target or we shot bow hunter league when I was younger and the guys that were in last place were a bunch of four guys that shot recurve. So those four guys always, they always had the most fun and, and they were always, to me, they were the most successful. Like they, you know, everybody else beat them like score wise. Like they, they couldn't really compete with the guys shooting compounds and sight. But when it came to hunting, man, they always had, they were always very, very so for me and what I saw, I saw like, man, what are those guys doing? That it's putting them on, you know, they're getting on game. They were, you know, very successful in the field, which is what I wanted. Like, I don't, I don't, I, I'm impressed with guys that can shoot and be very, very accurate with the, with a bow, whether it's a compound, uh, recurve, you know, what have you, self-bow, you know, and I've shot around a lot of guys that are pretty proficient shots. And I mean, again, I'm not, I don't, I know how to tune my bow. I know how to get everything set up. I'm kind of a one and done. Like once I get there, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to go, you know, hunting and do my thing. And, you know, my equipment is where I need it to be. And I'm usually pretty confident with, with what I'm shooting. You know, there's a lot of things. I mean, when you get in the field, I just think that, there's a lot of things that take place, you know, when you're trying to get 30 and under to animals, there's a lot of, I mean, just because you get, just because you have an animal at 25 yards doesn't necessarily mean that's the shot you take. And I I don't, and I had to learn that. Like I, I had a lot of, when I first started, it's like once they got, once they got within my range, I was shoot. And the more patient I got, the more I, you know, made better decisions hunting, uh, I would usually, I got a lot more successful at it. And it, it become a, like it's a, there's a lot of mental decisions that you have to make in the field. And I'm not, you know, we talked about this, you know, I mean, the shooting for a million dollars, standing up at a line, having, you know, a bunch of people watch you. I'm sure that that's a pressure situation. It's not anything that I've ever been in. And, and, and I, I understand that, but, I also know that grizzly bears at 10, 15, 20 yards on the ground is, is, is pretty intense as well. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure if I won a hundred thousand dollars shooting a bullseye, that would be super cool. And my bank account, my wife would probably like that, but I don't know. You know, I mean, the grizzly bear thing was always a, you know, kind of like, I guess, jumping out of an airplane. I mean, it's kind of a thrill seeker deal. And it's, it's something you don't forget. I mean, you can explain to guys or talk about it, but until you do it, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's, 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 it's an adrenaline rush and a lot of things. I mean, I think lions and, and, uh, 
Cape Buffalo or any any of the you know when you get to dangerous game it's 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 a little different deal you know I mean elk and deer and a lot of flight animals I mean they they're going to run or get out of there and so the predators for me personally have kind of added just a little bit more of an element of excitement you know I've kind of always looked at it that God takes care of stupid people and and he's for sure taking care of me because I've been, you know, at that, at that distance with those animals, there's whether you've got somebody that's really, really good backup or not, it's really not, not much can go wrong at those distances. And then it's, you know, I mean, you can always buy a new truck and always go shoot a grizzly bear. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Well, and uh, you know, the, the converse now keep in mind, uh, uh, Chris and I spent a solid five to seven days pretty much talking shit back and forth for the majority of each day. And I think the only thing we probably didn't agree on agree on in the the grand scheme of things is that you hadn't had an Instagram page yet. Even though I was giving you shit about a lot of stuff and you were with me, everything you said was the reason why I kind of fell in love with traditional archery and, and the same thing with uh, mindset and, and, and so on and so forth. So like a minute ago when you were talking about shooting for a hundred grand, well, you shoot for a hundred thousand dollars. That probably cost you two hundred and fifty to enter. So you're only losing two hundred and fifty. With a grizzly in front of you, I'm assuming you paid, and you don't have to say between eight and sixteen thousand dollars for those hunts, and it can eat you. Plus, you had to survive up until the point to get the shot. So I don't really look at them the same way. I think they're both uh, important as far as learning how to control yourself. But I have met a lot of tournament archers that can't shoot an animal and i've led a lot of really good hunters that won't do great at at tournaments i don't know if i said that right um chris i think the one thing with you is you just don't choke under pressure very often with an animal in front of you whether that be over time and if you do you have the dedication to keep your head up and just keep going um that was one of the things that was very clear with we when we were talking um you know, and, and as I'm diving into this and, and, and talking a little bit more, one of the things we talked about at the dinner table where you look at the outdoor industry or excuse me, the traditional archery industry right now. And if you look at that in a, uh, a, a section of four yards wide and one of those sections is going to be, let's say, gear in uh, and, and tuning and I don't or, or excuse me, not gear, but or not tuning, but but gear and broadheads and arrows. And the other section, the other one foot section is going to be, um, you know, tuning, things like that. Uh, one's going to be shooting and then one's going to be hunting skills and mindset. One of the things I think you and I probably agreed on is the the mindset, the hunting skills, the knowing animal anatomy, behavior. I think you and I would probably both agree is is um, not being touched on maybe as much as it should. Do you, do you agree with that? And what are kind of your thoughts of of what's going on in the in the archery world right now? You never bitched about any of it. I think you just wanted to stress more about maybe people learning how to hunt a little bit better. Well, I mean, I don't. I guess it gets back to you know. I mean, you you could be the greatest shot in the world, uh, and if you can't find an animal to get you know, pretty hard to kill them. 20, 30 yards from you. Yeah. You're not probably not going to kill them. So you could probably be a, not the greatest shot in the world, but have, um, you know, that ability and, and you probably are going to be more successful, but that's again, my views are my views. And I, I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, everybody's 
got an opinion and, and, you know, my opinion is, is based off of year, you know, my trust. I mean, I'm not successful every time. I'm probably more successful on an average basis than, than, and which was, I think what a guy needs to try to do. I mean, you want to, I mean, I don't, I know I made a statement. I know this is going to, you know, you're going to, you know, you ate me up on this one. Like I, I mentioned that I don't like to kill. Well, I, that was, I mean, the context of that is I don't, I want to, I obviously don't have a problem punching tags and shooting stuff. I mean, uh, but I don't like to, like I like for everything to be as clean as possible. Like I don't have a problem. I love getting, you know, sub, sub 20 yards, you know, 15, 10 yards. I mean, that's, that's, to me, that's what it's all about. I feel like I've done my part, but once I get there, I definitely want to make a, a good clean shot. You know I mean? The ammo runs off, you know, you go over and get them. That to me is it. I don't, I, far as, you know, and, and I would say shit show shot. I'm not for like that. They kind of take something out of it for me. Like I don't want to get them at all costs. And, and, you know, you're going to end up having some animals that you can't shoot at. You can't take the shots. And uh, a lot of the guys that are, that I hang around with or that I know and, and have talked about, you know, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, you, you know, like on your are all dead. Like you made an excellent shot on it. The thing runs to 15, 16 yards and falls over. That to me, that's the goal. Like to go out, and just start put animals, arrows and animals, you know, and hoping, you know, wounding it. I, I don't, that's not for me. That takes something away from it. And, and it's not just traditional archery. Like I don't, you know, traditional archery is a short range game, but you know, I mean, you can take it out to guys that shoot compounds or rifles or whatever. Like there's guys have different ability and being able to make those judgments calls when you're hunting is what I think it's all about. Does that make sense to you? Or is that no, it get off? No, I, no, it makes total sense. And these are the things, and again, keep in mind, Chris and I gave each other a lot of shit for the greater good of uh, a better hunting camp, but we didn't disagree on much, even though he's constantly fucking with me about it. Uh, when Chris had talked about, you can't find an animal, you're not going to be able to sh- shoot the animal, no matter how good of shot you are, if you don't know how to find one. I had kind of posed the question, well, Chris, if you could shoot a little bit better, and when I say that, Chris is an amazing shot. But if you extended your range out just a hair, would you uh, be more successful? And I think eventually after giving me shit, you were like, well, yes, of course, but I am comfortable at you know these distances. I think what people need to understand if they heard Chris and I bicker back and forth at each other is you need to just try to have a good total package, not be an Olympic archer, just be the best archer you can be, uh, you know, not be... Uh, focus all your time on just animal anatomy and animal behavior and never shoot a bow because then you won't hit it when you find it. I, you know, and kind of with what you're talking about, the distances. If you become a good enough hunter and you know the animal behavior, you don't have to do those shit show shots. You can get within range and generally hit the animal where you're wanting to because you've learned Man, the 18 shot, 18 yard shot may not have been the good one. I passed that one up and I shot him at 26. Both close ranges, but to know when to take the shot and when not to, learning all of those different things. And 
Uh, Chris, I'm probably missing a few things, but I mean, I, a lot of what we talked about were, were those t- that, that type of stuff in that subject. Well, and I agree, I agree with you 100%. I, I probably am more to the, you know, when you start, and again, this probably is just geared towards traditional archery. Like a traditional bow is, you know, a, you know what you think the effective range is, what I think the effective range is, maybe two different ranges, but they're not, like you may say, oh, 40 and under, I may say 30 and under, but I guess the, the one thing that, that I, is number one, if you pick up a traditional bow, just be prepared to go practice, get as good as you can. But I, my experience is that if you can get to that, 30, 25 or under, you know, you get under 25, you, you know, there's maybe there's more errors that can, that you can get by with the animal seeing you this, that, and the other, the farther out you get like white tailed deer here in Illinois, I can tell you that, that in October, you may be able to pull off a 40 yard shot out of deer and, <laughs> and it's not going to jump, jump the string or it's going to duck it. But I can tell you after it gets hunted a couple you know, it gets a couple of gun seasons under its belt. You used to do that same deer in January. It don't stand there for like, it's very, very jumpy. So, you know, that's, I guess what, I mean, the bows are, you know, whether you're shooting 180 feet per second or 170, it's still slow. It's still not, you know, in all honesty, they're still gonna, gonna hear something or something's gonna spook them well before, you know, that arrow gets to them. So, so that's to me the, you know, animals move. Foam does not move. Like, I, I don't, you know, you can, the very big majority of the shots that I've ever taken have always been extremely kind of awkward shots. Like, not really something I've, it's like, ooh, I never planned for this. You know, I've never been in that position before. But I, I think as you hunt more, most of the guys that I've, that, that have hunted a lot, they're able to, to kind of think that through and and kind of decipher what they need to you know their and you call it animal behavior you know i i think it's decision again it's animal behavior and it's making the right decision when you're in the field and something always changes and and as with anything you know if, if something changes that you're not expecting well a lot of times things go hey haywire Let, let's talk about that with my owl dad because that was something that i Chris and I had talked about a frontal shot the day before the Audad I shot. I ended up taking a frontal shot on, and I gave Chris the the full on scenario and rundown from A to Z to what happened. And it is exactly as Chris is it, Chris is discussing right now. Plan A went to shit quick because Plan B dove off the cliffs. Right, we we had intended and were pursuing sheep below us. We were somewhere in the fifty to fifty five yard range. I had set up my my body, and Chris is very good about discussing this. I had set up my body in a position to where I could shoot. My fields of fire were very large, where I could shoot far right and left with, with good back cover, and these sheep came out of the cliffs. And now I have to make quite a bit of movement and noise to pivot 180 degrees around in a very short period of time, and now I have to reassess with a much shorter time frame where the animal might come from, what do I have in my way? Um, you know, Chris, you want to talk a little bit about that? We'll go back and forth here. When people set up an animal as simple as that, 
you can set up on on an animal and be the best shot in the world. And if you put shit in your way, you've got problems like that is time in the field learning about that. And, and you're a master at it. Um, when I talked to you about this and I was telling you this story, was it kind of ringing? A, or like, was it kind of chiming? Like, all right, yeah, this guy, I see what he's saying. Yeah, that makes total sense. Like when we were talking about that out, Dad. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, again, I think it gets back for me is the guys, I mean, you, you know, most likely you've probably hunted way more than I have. So guys that have hunted a lot or have a lot of time in the field have, have probably went down, you know, whether it's whitetail or elk or a lot of those different hunting scenarios. And, and for me, I've always noticed the guys that are, like, like once you get in, like if something surprises you, you might not, you, you're probably, because number one, you want to take the shot. Like it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm 20 yards, 25 yards, there they are. Like you don't want them to, like you don't want to not get the shot, right? So, so what's your, you know, your decision has got, you know, it may, things may change, you know, the angle of the animal, what it's doing. There may be, you know, a lot of people get focused. If I see animals and, and all dad are, you're never hunting one, right? Like it's always like everything, you know, it's not like there's just one odd dad walking across the mountain. It's like you've got others. Well, if you focus on the one, it's like, well, that's the one I want to shoot. He's close. Well, the vast majority of the time you got others. You have to take all that consideration, right? Like you're, you're trying to get the shot on the one odd dad, but you're also trying to, you know, you, you want to make sure, you know, it's like you're, you got a lot of things going on in that situation. So it, it kind of becomes a, you know, making the right decision at the right time. And you don't always, I mean, I've not always made the right decision, but if I don't make the right decision, I'm going to get up tomorrow morning and, and go back out and hunt some more. Like I don't, I'm not selling my bow. I'm not going to go get a whole setup. I'm not retuning. I'm not doing, I mean, that's just me. Like, you know, hunting is not a, to me, it's a sport, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm out there trying to, Here's what I would relate to when you were younger. I played baseball when I was younger and, you know, I played a lot of baseball games. Well, the baseball games I remember was beating the teams that were, that we weren't supposed to beat. Like when you beat the guys that you're not supposed to beat, you feel like you did something. And, and that's what I, what hunt to me hunting. I mean, when I had go out to the woods and I'm going hunting, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, does it happen all the time? No, it doesn't. You know, I mean, I, I do think that a lot of guys look, and, and I'm sure that you've had it said to you, and I've had it, you know, said to me. You know, guys are like they're intimidated. So they look at somebody that that's had a lot of time in the field and has been through all these different scenarios. None of this is anything that you can really read about. Like you can't, you can kind of read and get the information, and you can get coached up and you can read information on shooting and you can get all that but the decision making in the field is, is not like you can tell somebody all day long here's what you need to do here's what you need to do but until you're actually in that position you know you start taking the the um, adrenaline out of that situation then it, it becomes again a decision making process and you know it's a making the right decision is, is really the key and, you know, whether you're successful or not, but ultimately 
not being fixed. I mean, if you went to Texas and shot a, a monster ram every time you went out, what fun would that be? Like, what would you, like, you know, putting all the time in, and I know you've been down there a lot, hunted those all dads. So, you know, when you go out to get that kind of opportunity or that hunting experience, that's kind of what it's about for, for me. Like, I, I think that's you know, what some guys, you know, get intimidated or whatever. Let's rewind that just a second because this really brings kind of home my what I try to convey to people with traditional archery. How long would that hunt have lasted me and would I shot as big of a ram if I had a compound? Well, I mean, it would have been boring and I would have busted chops, but, it, uh, it, you know, it, I mean, it's no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a, like it. It would but, have been a two-minute ordeal can, from the cliff, but I wouldn't have gotten all those experiences that we had in the next two and a half hours. And that's what you've you've got to love, and that's kind of what's my point. If I had a compound, would I have gotten the kill? It wouldn't have been as big of a ram because the big ones came out of the cliffs later. I would have got a kill. Would I have had multiple rams busting their heads in front of me at 55 to 60 yards uh, you know, rams breeding ewes, would I have had, um, you know, the ram knocking the one ram off the cliff, all, you know, all of the animal behavior, I would have missed all that because I would have pulled up on the cliff, took a bomb at 78 to 85 yards, and that would have been the end of the hunt, which wasn't much of a hunt. And yes, you would have given me a rash of shit. Now, though, you heard the story. That's one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in the wild. And without a traditional bow, I would have not gotten that. Is it a handicap? I can't shoot as far, but I'm a hell of a lot better hunter because of it. Um, and and, and I, I try to convey that to people. And for you, since it's not all you've ever done, but you've done it so long, it's just second nature. It's like wiping your butt. It's like, yeah, I got a stick bow. I'm going to get close. Trying to convey what you gain having a stick bow in your hand is difficult at, at, at times. Um, and that's kind of what I was leading up to is, some of the hunts you've been on, um, how much cooler were they because you did have to hold out compared to dropping a 70-yard bomb or something? I mean, how, how you know what I, you get what I'm saying. No, I, I, I do get it. And it's why I do it. Like, I, I've never really had, like, I mean, I've shot some, some animals that, you know, I've shot some elk, I've, I've, I've shot some off at 40, 45 yards and, and, you know, if, if it feels right in my mind or in the right situation, I would, I would do it again. You know, is that a shot I'm going to take every day all the time? No, not really. I mean, but again, I, I, I guess I would relate it back to what are you doing it for? Like if you're, if stuff that's hard that you go do and, and stuff that's hard for you, a guy just getting into it, like a guy that's just picking up a recurve or stick bow or whatever. Well, man, I look at a lot of what's going on, but man, I, I don't think that it's like, get the bow, go shoot. Don't, don't You can't start out at a, can't look at guys that are like ultra successful, get a ton. I mean, you can't look at an Aaron Schneider and say, well, that's where I'm going to be next week. It's, it's not, I mean, that's not feasible, but it is feasible to go out and get, you know, get everything figured out, get you a bow, get some arrows, get, you know, get tuned up and be fairly proficient at 15, 20 yards, you know, 15 yards. You know, most guys can go, go whitetail hunting, you know, go shoot a, I'm always amazed 
I've, I've been on a lot of hunts. Guys are like, well, I'm, I'm only shooting a six by six bull. I'm like, well, man, I've shot way more than you. And knock yourself out. I ain't like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just not, not that guy. But I, I, but a lot of guys, you know, you see those guys at the end of a hunt. It's like, well, what have you, have you ever killed an elk? And I'll say, no. I'm like, well, why would you, like, why would you, why would you, I don't understand that. Like, and I don't understand, you know, if you're getting into traditional archery, if you're getting into archery, if you're getting into hunting, go and sh- shoot something and try to, you know, put your best foot forward, go out and, you know, it's something you did. That's where you start. And that's where we've all, I mean, you, you know, you shot, you've always had a first animal. I've had a first animal. Most of the guys that have shot a lot of stuff, and you know, they all had a first animal, but the, again, the joy I think is get out there and do it and, and don't try to compare to, and that's probably my big issue with the, again, the, you know, and you've said it many times, you know, it's like you're always looking at a highlight reel. Well, man, I think, I mean, I, I've been fairly successful and I get on there and look at stuff. And I'm like, well, crap, man, I don't have no clue what I'm doing. I'm like, I, I'm a suck, but you know, I mean, you, you got to kind of turn it off and, and go on. But the perception is it's easy. Everybody can do it. And, and what traditional archery, that's, that's just not the way it is. And it's not that way for me. I mean, I've, I've missed, I've had my fair share of, you know, learning experiences and <laughs> I think you go, I think you go on with it and try to make yourself better. But ultimately it's, it's a, to me, it's the challenge of doing it. Like I don't, I do it because I enjoy doing it and it's entertainment for me. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hobby. I don't, I got enough pressures and, you know, my business and dealing with inspectors and, and politicians and everything else that I don't when I go hunting, I want to, I want to kind of have fun. You know, I want to, you know, whether that's sit around the table at night, you know, try to debate with you and lose or, we did a lot or, of that, you know, whatever. Seriously, what Chris is saying is, is people need to really take, um, you know, cause there's so many people, you know, thinking about or switching to traditional archery. If you go to, and I'm going to just list a few different, uh, you know, websites or YouTube page, whatever. And I agree with what Chris said wholeheartedly when we were at camp and he didn't say it in a negative way. Um, you can learn to shoot and, you know, there's places like, uh, like Tom Clum and solid archery mechanics and, uh, Rod Jenkins or the push or whatever. Um, you can learn that, but there is a lot lacking on the, the hunting and field craft side. And there was a, um, um, a time and space and place when I first picked up the stick bow, I was so worried about shooting 40, 45 yards because I was coming from a compound. I didn't think about my hunting skills as much. I didn't really think about being quieter. What I was thinking about was shooting farther, which was very flawed, and, and I've eaten a lot of crow because of that, and, I, and I'm totally fine with it. But what I've learned, and, and you and I talked, is the more, majority of my shots have been 12 to 25 yards, uh, and I don't need to shoot far. I've shot a few animals far, um, but that is not talked about as much as it probably should be. Uh, I mean, Chris, am I off base there or, or, or am I remembering correctly? I know you and I agreed a lot on that and, and talked a lot about it. No, I think you're, I mean, you're a hundred percent. I mean, that's, I, I got no disagreements with any of those statements, but uh, again, you know, I mean, obviously 
you know, when you go from a recurve to a compound to a crossbow to a rifle, obviously you've got, you know, your advantage is you've got a little more, um, you know, you can reach out there a little farther and grab animals. So, um, you know, if you're picking a recurve saying, man, I'm going to shoot a recurve because Aaron Schneider kills a bunch of stuff and I'm going to go out there and slay it at a hundred yards. Well, that's, that's probably the wrong reason. I think, I mean, that's, you know, the getting close is why I do what I do. And yes, you're going to have, but, but it's all, it's very doable. Like if, if you get out there and put the time and effort into it, people can do it. Like it's not, you know, it's not unattainable to get, you know, white tailed deer some 20 yards like that. You know, it's all, it's all doable. It's very attainable and it, but it's just a different game, right? I mean, you know, you've talked about launching arrows at 70, 80, 90 yards, you know, that's, that's with a compound, that, by the way, not a stick. <laughs> well, and I can launch them 70, 80 yards. It's not very accurate. Like I don't, I, I don't shoot animals at that distance, I but I mean, I can, car. I mean, if you want. Yeah, I mean, I can bend them and send them. I mean, if you want to bring arrows, you know, that's doable. But, again, the, you know, and and I think the like, your distance, you're, you know, you probably are, not probably, you have more distance than I have. Like, I am not, I'm 25 and under is really what I'm shooting for. Like, I, that's, that's where I want to be. Like, if I'm not that distance, then I, I got to get a little closer. I mean, and, again, some of it, as weird as it might sound is, is a mental decision. Like you made it on the odd dad, like you're making mental decisions as the odd dad are coming in or coming out. And that's, that's part of, and if you, you know, the more right decisions you make, the better your opportunities are of being successful, but it's doable. You know I mean? I think guys look at it like it's just totally not doable. It is doable. You're going to, you're going to give up a lot of shots and a lot of opportunities. And, you know, you might, I mean, I've had a lot of animals at 50, 60, 70, 80 yards that were, that were smoke bombers, man. I mean, I've, I've had them there and, and it's, it's tough. I mean, I had a grizzly bear one year. I was in Alaska. We, we would go up the river and then we would float it down. And, you know, the rivers kind of have bends in them. So we'd get up there and we'd wait till evening and we'd, float the river down uh, we come around the, the bend one year and there was the biggest i mean it was a, and i knew it like i knew what i was looking at it was a monster like just a, like a true nine ten foot bear standing out in the flats like out in the river fishing and you don't have a i mean alaska bc a lot of those places you you're buying a hunting tag right you're not buying a it's not an archery only tag it's a you got a hunting license. It don't make any difference whether you shoot it with a rifle, bow, or what have you. So, you know, we come around the corner and this bear is literally 60, 70, 80 yards away, you know, standing out in the middle of the, you know, it, the river had got very shallow, but it was very wide. And it was just, I mean, the biggest bear I've ever seen. Like it was just a true toad. And, uh, you know, I mean, we had rifles in the boat and everything else. And they were like, you know, the guide was like, you just shoot that bear. I'm like, I can't hit that bear at that distance. You know, like she was a rifle. She was a rifle. Like he wanted to, he wanted to shoot the bear. Like it was, it was really a good bear. And 
you know, I, I thought about it. I, I, I took the rifle and I looked through the scope at the bear, but I, you know, as a bear was like, you know, he was 60, 70, then he was 80, 90, then he was, you know, and he stopped just before he went up the bank at maybe a hundred yards. And I, I just couldn't do it. Like I don't, and I ended up shooting a bear. Like I ended up shooting a bear in the ocean that was probably half the size of that bear at, you know, 12 yards. Well, I'll take the 12 yards. I'll take the little bear at 12 yards because it meant more to me, but that's just my decision. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think when it comes to hunting, it seems like a lot of guys are hunting for, for other reasons than just, you know, what's it mean to them? That, that makes sense. Or is that? Yeah. I mean, it does. And actually you, you bringing that up kind of brings up, you know, something <laughs> I, I shot that antelope with a gun. Um, and, and I don't do that very often. I mean, once every, Actually, I think that's the first time I've done it. But uh, that, um, I told Scotty, I mean, we had talked about this ahead of time. And Scotty knows I'm a, you know, pretty diehard, uh, you know, trad guy, right? And I said, told Scotty, I said, man, I said, Scotty, for the greater good, I, I said, I'm not going to, you know, I said, I, I am not going to, um, you know, for this hunt where I actually have a legitimate chance to put a, you know, 80 to 90 inch antelope on the ground. I was like, man, I'm, I'm probably, if I cannot get close enough to an 80 inch antelope with the recurve, I'm probably going to shoot it with a gun. And, and he doesn't, Scotty doesn't care. And, uh, if I had more time, put more effort into it. I mean, I got all the excuses in the world. I, I you know, would I have gotten it done? Maybe, um, you know, the season isn't super long and that was a choice I made because I wanted an 80 plus inch antelope with a gun, but it's not, it was not the same and not even remotely close as uh, shooting it with a stick. But it was a, a decision of, do I shoot a smaller one with a, with a recurve or do I shoot a giant one with a gun? You know, going back, I'm still happy I, I shot it, but you know, to, to me, I would much rather, you know, shoot a mule deer, 140 inch mule deer bedded at, at six yards than uh, 165 to 75 inch mule deer at 80, right? I, I just have become kind of addicted to that getting close and what you experience from it. And, uh, you know, your bear story is kind of the same thing. Like, you, obviously you have much more, um, what's the word, self-control than I do because when we finally got that antelope that close to us, I'm like, Scotty, I'm going to grab the gun. Um that doesn't happen very often, but you're going to have to be willing to give up some of those types of, um, some of some animals at those types of distances. Cause for the most part, you usually can get closer. Sometimes you just can't. And that's just a fact of life. And that, and, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Normally I wasn't with antelope, but usually I'm like, well, I'll just get closer. Hopefully I can get it tomorrow. Well, I mean, that wasn't the story Scotty told, but I mean, I won't, I won't repeat it. <laughs> he, he told me you were a little, you told me you were a little nervous I was going to go out with my stick bow the next day and hunt that antelope. So. And I know that's not true cuz you're too cheap <laughs> to get the tag. No, I'm just <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Well, in, in reality though, as far as like that goes, I would say giving you 10 days, I bet you could get uh one of those, you know, uh 78 to 85 inches. You get you take just knowing your mentality and mindset you probably get it done. Um, and, and again, I, I, I didn't have as much time as maybe I wanted and we had a lot going on. I'm not using that excuse. I just saw that thing and was like, but, but that's your, that's your decision. That's, that's each and everybody's like, like, like the bear story. I tell you is 
I, I had, it wasn't like it was my first bear, like it was my third or fourth. So I, I don't, I'm not shooting my first grizzly bear ever. You know, would that have played into it? I don't know, you know, maybe, but I just, I just really, and again, a lot of my decisions are just, it's just, that's, that's me. Like, I don't, again, I, I, so, so, I mean, other, everybody else needs to make that same decision. Like, don't, again, you, you didn't have a lot of time. I mean, you had just shot that, that our dad and you know, a couple of our dad, you know, we were, you know, we were out, you know, hunting and you know, getting after it. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, you know, I get it. You, 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 you had that tag. You wanted to get that one done because you had others to fill. I, I understand, man. I yeah, you didn't I give me forgetting, sh- man. I, you didn't give me any shit about. It. I mean, maybe a little, but nothing. You were happy for me. But no, I. I <laughs> yeah, I liked eating that. I didn't. I did not. I didn't have a bit of problem eating that antelope. <laughs> it was good. That was, that the antelope backstrap was good. But you know, as we're talking yeah. about this, though, I mean, that is something people need to realize, and it that was a big eye opener for me the first two or three years of, you know, when I used to get within sixty to eighty, yeah, I'm probably gonna kill it. Where now that's like a par three, and I've got maybe up to another two to three hours to to get the shot. What I learned as my skills developed was what I got to see and witness getting closer was far better than just cranking off a shot at eighty. And I don't begrudge anyone or, you know, you shoot at whatever distance you're comfortable with. But, I mean, how much shit you get to see coming from, you know, Chris, you shot a stick bow for so long. Uh, it's a little bit different for, for me coming from the compound. I am seeing so much more uh, amazing things trying to get closer than I used to that it far outweighs the, the, the animals that I miss every now and then. When I say miss, the animals I can't shoot every now and then. There's a distance. Well, yeah, I mean that's um, that's kind of the give and take of what you're you know what you're hunting with. I mean, uh, again, um, if you're picking up a recurve bow because you're going to increase what you kill, well, that's that's flawed thinking. Like that, that's probably not going to happen. Um, you know, if you you know want to step back and and put a little more excitement in it or, you know, I, I think that guys that have shot a lot of, I mean, it's like taking a kid out to hunt. Like you don't, you know, I would never, you know, take a first timer or take a kid or take a guy just getting into it. But, hey man, here's your recurve. Let's get, you know, this is all you can do. Well, you know, you want, you want people to be successful, but at a certain point, I think you regress back, right? Like you, you, I mean, you obviously were pretty effective at, at a, with your compound and, and, Obviously, you still are. Well, step back, and you you have to get to within them closer distance. It is tougher. It is harder, and you know it, it. It comes back to the challenge of what you're wanting to do, and it's not for everybody. You know, everybody doesn't get. I mean, I. It's my only hobby. Like I don't know what's going on in football, basketball, baseball. I don't. I have no clue. I don't know who's the best golfer. I don't know any of that archery bow hunting with the recurve is my hop. That's what I do. And it is a hop. I, I, you know, I go out to the mailbox and get my bills and figure out how to get them paid. Like, like probably a vast majority of guys do. I do. I mean, again, that's very tough for me to, you know, know my buddies are going hunting and I'm not hunting. So, I mean, that's, you know, I try to figure out a way that I can do that, but uh, you know, I'm, 
I'm pretty much your average. Like I, I don't have, you know, wealth of cash to just hunt wherever I want. I wish I did. Like I would, I would sure be going and doing a lot of things, but if you want to do it and you want to figure out a way to do it, it's, it's attainable. You know I mean? It's, but I don't know. Does that make sense to you? I mean, there's guys that have, again, a little more opportunities than others, but it's still an attainable thing to a lot of guys. Like, you know I mean? Look at the odd dad. Like, you know, I don't know what a new hunt is, $2,500, $3,000. Well, that's pretty, I mean, you know, if you, most guys can probably come up, figure out how to, you know, go do a hunt like that. And it's extremely challenging, a lot of fun. You know, you're going to go down there and, and it's a hunt. Like those odd dad are not, it's, they're not, they're not easy. Like they're not, you know, they can see, they can smell and they use all their senses to, uh, you know, the best of their ability, but there's stuff that can be done without spending, you know, a ton of money. I mean, obviously the bigger things, I mean, they kind of get, you have to really make a decision. And, and I did it a lot with the grizzly bears. I mean, I, again, I bought trucks, I paid them off and I refinanced them so that I could go do that. But that was what I wanted to do. Like you can, I hunt with guys. I got friends that, you know, they're always telling me, well, I'll wait till next year. Well, sometimes next year never comes, right? Like, you know, if you want to do it, you got to want to want, right? Right. You well, you do. And I mean, as you're talking about this, and I want to make sure pe- people are, 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 are not just um, uh, listening, but they're paying attention. Um, you know, with, 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 with Chris having, um, you know, his own, his own business now, but you know, he's kids and a wife and, when you, um, you know, you see that a lot, maybe it's jealousy or whatever, or I wish I could do that. Uh, you can, right? I mean, maybe not in this, you know, the position that you are currently in. Like I had, you know, child support and alimony and all kinds of shit, right? But I mean, if you want something bad enough and, um, and Chris, you never put your family in jeopardy by any of these, but you'll find a way, whether it be side jobs, if your dream is to come out West and just go on a high country mule deer hunt or Go to Idaho on an elk hunt. You can make it happen. I mean, Chris, you know, you that would be a great, you know, book for you to write, you know, how to rob Peter to pay Paul to go hunting with some of the different stories you told me. You know, you can do some side jobs, right? Go mow some lawns, help your buddy do some roofing. I mean, I don't know. You can find a way. And you and I, I mean, recently, obviously, I get to go on pretty much whatever I want to. But, you know, five years ago, six years ago. I was on a pretty meager budget. And so I would do just about anything I could. I've worked second jobs many times to, to go on hunts and, um, it's doable. And Chris, like you said, uh, an owl dad in, in, uh, you know, an owl dad used $2,500, um, going out to Colorado elk hunting. What would you say coming from where you're at Chicago? Uh, what are you looking at to, to go out to Colorado to elk hunt? Uh, budget wise, well, I mean, it's a uh, tag around the tag around seven hundred, aren't they? And then they'll tag around seven hundred. I think they are now. I haven't had to buy an out of state color. I yeah. think it's five seventy five to 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 six something. Yeah, I think by the time you get you know all in, you get your you know your tag and your license and everything. You're it's roughly around seven. So you got seven hundred for that, and you know another you know fifteen two thousand. I mean, so I think you could you know you could do it on a on a you know, the cheap budget for 2,500, you know, to 3,000 and, and have a good time. You know I mean? Uh, Colorado. I mean, I've, I've killed elk in 
I mean, that's all I ever knew. Like, that's all I ever did. I mean, I used to go to back when I didn't have lived at home and, you know, spent all my money on binoculars and gear and this, that, and the other and lived at home. I, you know, I would squirrel away money and I'd go out to Colorado for two weeks, you know, two weeks at a time. And it wasn't, you know, I mean, this was 25, 30 years ago, but I mean, we went, um, last year I went out and we hunted an over the counter unit and it was fun. Like we saw elk, we, 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 you know, shot some elk. We had some elk, like we were into elk. So it is doable. Like it's, I mean, you, you do, it's public land. So I mean, you're going to, you're sharing it with everybody else, but you can get in there and do it. And it's, it's totally doable. So, I mean, I, I, if I could hunt private ground all the time, I probably would do it. Like I, I do like going places and, you know, where the elk haven't been freaking, you know, called by everybody in town. And, and that is a nice option. Like, I mean, even going down there to the Davis mountains, like it's, it's fun. Like it's, I mean, it is by all means, a uh, uh, the high desert, you know, I mean, kind of, a, I wouldn't call it mountains like in you got Colorado, but it's still a, I mean, those, you know, those hills down there are real. Like they're not, it's not a, it's no joke really. And, you know, kicking around them and trying to find animals and hunting them is, is really nice. I mean, the added benefit, I guess, is you're hunting stuff that doesn't get a lot of pressure. So you, you know, I mean, I can go out shoot on my call a little bit and I look like Will Primo so I mean that's cool you know I like that because I'm not that great of a caller but you know it's it's totally doable going to like you can do a lot of hunts and, and I think you know applying for points and there's a lot of things in a lot of places guys can drum up to go and still have a good time but if you're going to go do that and and if you don't get something that's the worst hunt in the world or you, you know, you just didn't have, you not, if, if you're only going to have fun, if you're successful, well, I don't know if that, I don't know if that's the right way to think about it. Now I've been on a lot of, I went, you know, several years ago, I went up and hunted with Trent Winger up in Montana and we backpacked in and went thinking, looking for black bears and bought a black bear tag. I didn't shoot anything, but I had fun. Like, it's like I, you know, I would do it again, and I mean, I saw goats and bears and sheep, and and we had a good time. You know, I mean, we hiked in three, four miles or whatever, and and it was just way way more fun than working. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I don't. That comparison is just totally out with me. Like I'd much rather hunt and not see anything than go to work. So but that's my view. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Well, with, you know, with everything we've, you know, talked about, and obviously, um, I, I, I did get Chris to, to, to get an Instagram page and he's, he's telling me he's going to post a photo a week. Uh, but the, the, with everything going on in the, the outdoor industry, the traditional archery world today, um, one of the things I had hounded Chris about, um, was his wealth of knowledge and to get on and be one of those kind of spokesmen for the, the views, concepts, work ethic that, that he has not to, you know, hop on every forum in the world and, you know, go chime in, but, you know, to be kind of a, a spokesman or, um, um, I don't know, a pillar for people to look up to and, and, uh, you know, to, to say, hi, Chris, Chris did it. Chris has been doing it. Um, 
I don't know how you took that, Chris. I think you probably got irritated at me about me pestering you, but there there isn't that many people that that are out in the the uh, you know the traditional archery world right now that have been able to do and accomplish what you have, um, and on a fairly meager budget. Although you do cry poor more than you are, maybe. Would you believe it? <laughs> but you've done some pretty amazing things. Uh, you know, just by hard work, determination, and you didn't have the internet to learn shit from back then. I mean, you had to learn a lot of this on your own. And and that's one of the reasons I want to get you on the podcast is I agree with pretty much everything Chris says uh, about hunting, um, meaning, you know, that it, you can afford it. You got to work harder. You know, the, the assessment of animals, animal behavior, like, you know, it's all this big package that... Uh, you kind of want to perfect as much as you can each kind of point of the compass. You want to become a good shot. You want to become a good stalker. Uh, you know, at work ethic, all that shit. Uh, I mean, Chris, what do you see right now, or what would you maybe hope that you could change or, or maybe make a bigger influence in in traditional archery right now? Oh, brother, like you're setting me totally up. Like, I, I am not, I, I, don't, I you know, I again, it, let me you reword know, this so it doesn't you, sound as maybe um, uh, me setting you up for failure. If there are young <laughs> archers looking to get into traditional archery right now, what are the things they should focus on? You know, what, 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 uh, you know, when I say what could change, I guess I should say, what would you try to highlight the most for guys getting into it to do? Well, I mean, I, I hopefully I got that point kind of across, like, if you're doing it for somebody else, I mean, if, if the what's the reason you're doing it? Are you are you picking it up because it's? And again, I don't want to use it, you know, the cool thing or whatever. Like it, if you're doing it for yourself and you, you know, you get in it and you, there, again, there's a there's way more information out there on how to shoot a bow than I ever had. Like I, I did not. I mean, I shoot split fingers, totally instinctive. I, you know, I can tune my bow. I, I don't. There's a lot of things for me personally that I don't get wrapped up in. Like the only crawling I'm doing when it comes to hunting is crawling closer to the animals to shoot them. Like I'm not that I'm not going to do a fixed crawl or I'm not doing any of that to shoot animals. But that's just me. Like I'm not saying that's not an extremely, there's guys that are extremely effective shooting that way at target. For me, that's not what I'm going to do. So guys getting into it. I mean, you have to kind of assess all the information that's out there and you know, as well as I do that there's, there's good information, there's bad information. And, you know, we live in a world that's kind of instant success, right? Like you go to McDonald's, you order a one, two and three, or, you know, you whip through the drive through and you, you know, you order by numbers and off you go, you know, it's like instant. It's not really the way traditional archery is like, you're not going to instantly you know, you can see guys on Instagram and, and, and you said it in the past, it's like a snapshot of, you know, all the glory stuff. Well, don't look at that. Go kind of figure out what's worked best for you and, and go do it. And again, the, you know, going out to Colorado or going to, you know, whether you're deer hunting on your grandpa's farm, like, like it is very doable. And I think guys can, can become a pretty effective shot at some 20 yards and, and get it done. But don't, I guess what I would say is don't, 
I've done it for a long time and I, I get to looking at stuff and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of a freaking dipshit. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I mean, it's not the case, but you look at stuff and you get intimidated. Well, if I'm getting intimidated, I'm sure a guy that's just getting into it might get overwhelmed. Like he might, you know, decide he needs to do this or he needs to do that because I don't, I think you get into it and you do it for your own reason. You know, if going out and shooting a doe is, is what you got the opportunity to do on your grandpa's farm. And most guys can do that. We'll go do it and be proud of it. Like I, you know, you've shot a lot of animals. I'm sure that, you know, you, you've done a lot of hunting. You've collected a lot of animals. So like what, what's impressive to me or you, and, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. I'm just saying that go get your first one. Like, don't be the guy that says, man, I'm going to Colorado and I'm going to shoot a six by six bull. Well, that's, that's crazy thing. And go out there and go elk hunting, you know, get your elk tag and get up there and, and go do it and, and understand that the percentages, I mean, I don't know what the archery percentages are, but I do know that once you take it down to a recurve, you got a tall mountain to climb, right? Like it's, it's not easy. Like you're not going to just roll out to public property, a public land and go shoot a six by six bull elk. At least it's never worked that way for me. No, no. I mean, that's, that's good advice. And I think that, um, with everything that, that Chris just said, I, I think the, the biggest thing in, in a very, very short, um, you know, little phrase would be get out there and hunt for your own reasons and, and fuck everyone else. Just get out there. Don't worry about social media. Don't worry about anything. Get out there and do what makes you happy, uh, for the, for the reasons you want to do it. And, and social media does convolute that at times. Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably part of the problem, but I would much rather see a guy go out and shoot his first doe uh, than a guy shoot a 190-inch animal in a high-fence hunt ranch or whatever the analogy be. I love the stories of guys getting out there and getting it done and doing it for the reasons they want to do it because um, that's that's what we're all you know out there for. So, uh, no, I mean, shit, I mean, you knocked it out of the park. I think you. I think I worded that incorrectly because you were going to start talking shit about tournament archery. That's not what I meant at all. No. I, I, <laughs> I just get you, I, a lot I, of the views you I'm have not, I like. I don't, I'm not, like, like if you put me in front of a hundred people, I'm not your guy. Like, I don't, uh, number one, I don't want to be there. I don't want that. I mean, that is not me. But, and again, I, I go back. I mean, if you had your shooting ability and your hunting ability and one of them had to get, you know, you had to take one of them away from, you know, he said, hey, you got to give up one. You know, you're going to have to relearn to shoot or relearn to hunt. Well, which one do you give up? Are you going to yeah, give up shoot. your shooting ability and say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, relearn to shoot or I'm going to give up my hunting ability. Most likely you're going to give up your shooting ability because you can go out and relearn that. The hunting ability is kind of something that takes a long and, and time. Some, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, some guys, some guys are better at it than others. Like I see a bunch of guys, like I said, I, you know, I've, I've had the, good pleasure to hunt with Trent a couple of times. And I, I hunted a couple of years ago, went down to Colorado and, and, uh, there's a lot of young guys out there that, man, they, they got, they got a, I mean, they're way a bit, way ahead of things than I was at that age. 
but they're they're go getters. You know, mentally they're they're you know extremely tough. I mean, just like uh, I mean down there in um, Texas. You know, I mean Burkhart or um, Barnwell, Barnhart. You know, we yeah Barnwell. We were, uh, um, you know. I mean, he, he had it, you know, I mean, there's, there's kind of something, you know, I mean, you, you can hunt with certain guys, certain guys kind of have that, you know, have that, I mean, again, you know, if you're going to hunt our dad on public ground and, you know, in New Mexico and doing some of the stuff he's doing, well, you know, the one-on-one thing is obviously there. Like if you're going to get in a car and drive, you know, after work, you know, eight, 10 hours, so you can hunt, you know, Saturday and then turn around and go home. Well, that's, that's one, I mean, you're, you're obviously doing it for the right reason. Then there's a ton of other guys out there that I see that are, that, that kind of have that. Um, you know, I mean, it's like I hunted last year, you know, and Blake Hunter. I mean, those guys are, I mean, there's a lot of guys, very, very good shots. And they, it's not only they're good shots, but they're also have a little bit of hunting. Does that make sense or, no, or am I off the no, reservation? Total sense, and and that's kind of what I was trying to. I didn't I didn't word the question correctly. I should have kind of reworded it because that's that's kind of what I wanted you to, you know, to get out there. And 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 there's nothing wrong uh, with shooting really well. There's nothing wrong with being able to hunt really well. Um, but you can't you get you know, Chris said it best. It'd be pretty hard to hit something if you scare it off. And uh, you know, there's been a few times where um, there's a guy. Uh, I can't remember his last name, Frank, where he kind of did a nine-minute spiel on more or less how stupid I was um, because I had, uh, you know, I, uh, Dan, this kid, kicked the shit out of me at this tournament, and I was talking about canting my bow, and I said, you know, I, I've been successful with that, um, and I'm not changing. I'm, I'm, I, I shoot well enough, and uh, he had a point. Like, why wouldn't you want to, you know, shoot better potentially? And I kind of looked at it like, one, I tell people, you know, I don't have the greatest form, but – Canting your bow is very conducive to hunting situations, extremely conducive. That's one of the reasons. The other thing, too, is, is um, well, kind of probably the same reason why I would have pissed you off is, hey, I understand you're just talking about shooting, but let's be realistic here. It's a total package. And so I'm like, why can't you hunt better? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you need them all is what I'm leaning. And Frank's a good guy. I don't have issues with Frank. But my point is, is it's easy for you to say from your chair on a video I should shoot a vertical bow, but you haven't been in the cliffs trying to shoot a vertical bow off those cliffs when it's virtually impossible. You have to shoot a canted bow. There's a lot to it and experience and everything else. And so that total package is what you kind of want to strive for. And I think for people to want to do all of those things, they got to do exactly what Chris is talking about. You got to want to want it. Guys driving all night long to go hunt or, or whatever, guys that are Grinding out, shooting, practicing, blind bailing, guys that, you know, sharpening your broadheads when you're bored. Those are all the things that are big red flags of this guy's going to be a killer. Um, even, and you got to have an American made file, um, right, Chris? Right, pretty much. They work the best. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> but uh, even, I, I don't. Even, even though that's not what you brought, work. That's yeah, all I, I had. <laughs> It's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. But somehow, so, somehow I knew you were going to bring me all the other things. Stuff that I wouldn't know how to operate, but the file file worked. Yeah, I did. I like worked, right? Four different sharpening devices. You grab the file. I should have known. Um, actually, <laughs> while we're talking about files and broadheads, um, 
Chris, why don't you talk about some of the different equipment you use, the bow. Uh, Chris is a big ambassador for, for bear archery, has had great success with it. Uh, it's wiki broadheads, grizzly stick arrows. Some of the different equipment you've been using and you've, you've had success with, because uh, I'm sure people are going to ask. Well, I mean, I, I know I said it earlier, you know, I, once I, once I get everything set up kind of the way I want it, I'm just not, you know, it it comes back to guys that I grew up with that were successful. I kind of modeled my, you know, like the, the Dwickies, well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Denny Sturgis was, and then I have talked to Denny a time or two. He probably doesn't even know who I am, but, um, you know, I always saw the Buffalo and all the stuff in traditional bow hunter magazine. Well, that's what he shot. I'm like, well, you know, if, if he can use that and it works for him, it'll work for me. And that's, I mean, really where I'm at on my equipment and everything. When I got into archery or shooting a recurve, I mean, I shot several different, I shot a widow, I shot a big horn, I shot several different bows. And then in 91, I got, you know, to build my own bows. So I built recurves up until 2006. And in 2006, I had, I, I think that was the year I shot the, I had shot the grizzly bear, brown bear, black bear, and a polar bear, like pretty much bang, 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 like spring, spring, and like I was hunting in the, you know, spring bear season and fall bear season. And I did it like in two years. And, and after I shot the grizzly bear, I just, you know, I had done, I had hunted with bows that I built. Um, I don't know how fast they are. I know nothing about I just know they work. So I liked it. I built them and I used them. And, you know, it's like I was successful with what I was doing. But in 2006, after I shot the polar bear, I, I'm like, you know, and I grew up on a lot of the, you know, the old Fred Bear videos and what Fred Bear did. I never met Fred Bear. I never, you know, never had the opportunity to, you know, be around him. And, and actually, you know, he died and, 1988 and I was kind of you know when I was just kind of getting into traditional archery so obviously you know I read the field notes and just you know looking at the old videos and the old DVD tapes and um, VCR tapes and stuff like that like I watched all that stuff and and that was you know pretty influenced I mean if you're traditional art into traditional archery like man Fred Bear was to me the kind of the go-to guy like he you know, was the one out there doing it and all them old black and white pictures and stuff like that were just always cool to me so in 2006 i had wrote a letter to one of the guys down and um and i actually became pretty good friends with them dan Massmillo that was with bear for a lot of years i wrote a letter to him and just you know i didn't think anything was going to come of it and Kind of didn't. I mean, it took a few years, you know. I mean, I'm sure they, get, you know, a lot of companies get a lot of people, you know, writing letters to them and say, hey, you know, here's what I've done. But, and that was all pre social media, pre, like, unless you had a TV show or you were writing articles, you really didn't have a, I don't think had much of a platform back then. And uh, anyway, I'd wrote him a letter and just asked if I could, you know, if they'd be interested. In, you know, having me shoot their bows and, and they did. And, and it was, you know, I developed a lot of good friendships with them. And again, the, the bare bows were for me, but my, you know, just kind of a, 
what I switched to in 2006 and, you know, have done well with them. Like I, I, they, they work for me. I, I have no issues with them. You know, is it, you know, what, what I would consider a custom bow? No, I'd consider it a, for me, a, you know, a very good uh, production bow. I think that's what it's always been. And, and, you know, I shot a lot of the older ones and, you know, now I'm obviously shooting the newer ones and I just don't have any issues with them. Like I, I enjoy it. I like it. I like shooting the different bows and I make them work for me. And again, you know, bear archery definitely had a presence in, you know, the outdoor industry. I mean, most people, whether they're shooting for any other company, you know, it's like they always bring up Fred bear so that all still comes up in the industry. But so anyway, that's uh, kind of the short and brief history, I guess, of it. But I've been shooting their bows ever since then. And, uh, you know, I don't really consider myself a, a pro staff shooter. I, you know, they they do take care of me as far as, you know, getting me some of the new product. But, um, you know, I've developed a lot of friendships and they've been super good to me and, and that's what I shoot and you know I'm spending a lot of money at the taxidermist when I take their bows and head down to Texas right Aaron yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah. well so like you know you shoot a bear bow I think you're shooting grizzly stick uh, TDT arrows um, one of the things I give you shit about and you give me shit back uh, is the, there's wiki broadheads but Hey, you know, yeah, I have said many times, wikis have killed more animals than any other, um, and you've shot those for ever. I mean, how long have you shot? So it kind of, it kind, it kind of had to get drug out of, you know, right? Like, like yeah, we yeah. had to drag it out of, right? No, it was, it was on a podcast I did. <laughs> I was just saying that, um, you know, they've, they've, they're, t- they're a little labor intensive to get sharpened, but they have killed a ton. Denny Sturgis shoots them. I knew you shot them, and many others. Um, and they're cheap. I mean, they, they don't cost much. Uh, um, and it, there is a, you know, you've got different guys that do crazy in-depth testing. And you've got guys like yourself that, like, just sharpen your broadhead and shoot it through the animal and don't make this thing complicated. Um, you know, is there anything wrong with either one? No. You know, it's just how your brain's wired. But you have been extremely successful with his wiki. You can't argue with that. Um, I would, I would shoot them. I'm just too lazy to sharpen the damn things. Um, I don't, I wouldn't have any issues. Well, I, I, they are, you know, are they, they are on the, you know, money wise, they're on the cheaper end for sure. Personally, I like, like when I get my arrow set up and, and, you know, I'll usually spin them, change for me. There's certain things I do to my hunting arrows, but, you know, I also shoot my hunting arrows. So once I get, you know, my arrows, know screwed together and put on there and everything's the way i want it to be like like if i have you know five or six arrows in my quiver there may be like there's a lot of times we don't have a lot of rock around like where i'm hunting or white-tailed deer like if i get up on my stand and and uh, at the end of the hunt man i may shoot every one of my arrows at corn cobs or uh, you know a leaf or what like i might pick a bunch of targets out you know in random around, I might shoot every one of my arrows out of my quiver. Well, obviously once I've shot them into the dirt, well, they're dull. I mean, I got to bring them back, wash them off. Once I sharpen them the initial time, there doesn't take much more, much to 
get them back the way I want them. And, and they're good. Again, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not shooting for better debtor. I'm not shooting for more dead. I'm shooting, you know, to me, it's like the poster said it's dead or alive. Like I don't, I, I just don't, you know, I do, I, I, you know, if you put an arrow in the correct spot, stuff is, you're going to be successful. And, and that's always been the case. I know. I mean, you know, I've seen it, you know, more than once and I don't have to shoot through the animal, break rock and then pick it up and, shave because I'm going to, you know, my in-laws thinking wedding. So I, I, you know, it's that simple to me. And I'm not, I mean, that's, that's probably a crazy statement, but it's the truth. Like I don't, I, I know they work and, and that's it. I mean, when traditional archery, a lot of what you do is confident. I mean, you have certain things that you do that is just, you're confident. I mean, you, you said it, you shoot the way you shoot and you're confident with and your bow and, Okay, I get that. Like I totally get it, you know. And everybody—that's kind of an individual thing, you know. For me to tell somebody what to do or how to shoot, um, I may—I might not be telling them something they need to, you know, don't learn from me. But I'm kind of the same way. Like I—I I shoot split finger. I mean, my tab is the uh, tabs that I cut out of my work boots when I wear my work boots out. So uh, it's really not like I got arm guards that I made and. You know, all that stuff is, you know, what I use. I use the, the grizzly sticks I've used for a, a bunch of years. And, and actually now they, they went to, I think, that 204 platform. I'm shooting like a 400 grain, um, you know, arrow and five-inch feather. I know they're loud. I know they're not, the, but I like them. I got a good friend up in uh, uh, Michigan that fletches them up for me and does the splicing and uh, I just like it you know I mean I like you know everything that I do is what I do because I it, it works for me same way with the quivers like I have shot no way quivers for I mean since early 80s 90s like I probably had some of the first no way quivers out and uh, you know recently I've been lucky enough to uh get a little licensing deal with bear to kind of bring back the old quiver hoods that they used to make. And I mean, that's all entertainment. I mean, it's fun for me. Like I have always liked the, the Fred bear, the nostalgia of, of traditional archery. And so again, you know, I, that's what I do. That's what I like. And, um, I, I don't, I know the taxidermists have cast a lot of check me doing what I do. So I, I just, I don't, I don't want to change. Well, and I mean, nor should you really, I mean, it, whatever works works. And I, and I'm part of the problem, you know, guys get really wrapped up around, um, you know, gear and everything else. When in reality, I mean, gear's important, makes you more comfortable, but knowing how to well, hunt and I shoot think that, and everything else is important too. I think that, uh, like what you do and what, like, like I'm a bit of a gear junkie, truthfully. Like I like good binoculars. I like, and I listen to guys that have, like I listen, I've heard, I mean, there's a lot of things that you've said. It's like, man, that makes total sense. Like I'm not, I don't have my head stuck in the sand where it's like, man, I, I, I'm 55 years old. I'm not listening to anybody. Like if I, if I think, you know, somebody has, you know, I usually, well, it's kind of like Sergio said, right? Don't, don't tell me, show me. You know, and if I see a guy that's been successful, 
and he's saying, hey, this may work better than that. Well, I like, I mean, you're in a totally different position than I'm in. Like you are, are you are able to test and use and, you know, different arrows and product strings and this, that, and the other. I'm not really in that position and, and nor should I be. Like I, number one, I, again, I'm, I, I've got my bow tuned. I've got, you know, I, I mean, I recently switched arrows. I mean, I don't switch a lot, but at, at times I do. And, uh, I mean, I listen. There's a lot of guys out there that it's, I'm going to listen to. Like, I mean, I'm going to listen to the, you know, the Brian Burkharts and the Jim Eckhouts and the, you know, Danny Sturgis's and, and I'm going to listen to those guys and hear what they're, you know, what, what have they done over the years? Cause obviously they've done it and been successful at it. So, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of other ones out there that are equally as successful. And I'm, I mean, truthfully with traditional archery, I've, man, I've made a lot of friends. Like I don't, you know, somebody hunting with me may not be, I might not be the greatest guy to hunt with at times, but cause I, you know, I got my way and what I want to do. But as far as, you know, kicking around hunting camp or, you know, busting somebody's chops, that's kind of fun. Like it, would be kind of boring if you were getting shushed, shushed all the time, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, believe <laughs> me, you you were you were uh, pretty freaking funny in the in the, in the hunting camp. I would say probably we both were. I think I think Scotty, you had asked Scotty uh, if I minded you busting my chops, and, and I think Scotty was. I think he replied something effective. Yeah, you should probably hold on though, because he's good at shit talking. Uh, Something like that. Is that did that happen, or am I imagining that? No, no. It's I. It that's the way it was, and I don't. I just don't like. I don't really take myself. I, you know, I'm 55 years old. You know, I'm kind of. I, I don't. I don't want to think that I'm an old crusty. But man, I'm. I'm a little bit set in my ways, and uh, I mean, I'm not to the point where I. You know, I just don't. I'm not going to tell somebody what here's what you should do. And like, I don't, you know, and I've seen a lot of stuff that you've uh, kicked out there, like the struggle stick and, you know, different pictures. And I'm like, man, what's the, and, you know, you've told me of different issues that have come about. I'm like, what? I don't understand that. I'm like, that looks like a really good arrow. That looks like really good arrow placement. And it's like some of the stuff I hear, it's like, man, I don't, again, I'm not in a position where this is, enjoyment to me. I'm not in a position where it's a, you know, money making deal for me. So I do not, I want to try to stay out of the drama. Like I don't, it's a good but idea. I do want to have fun. Like I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about having some laugh. Oh yeah. You are one you funny know, fucker. About, I told my wife, I was like, that's one of the funnest times I've had at hunting camp and a lot of hunting camps, but you don't take things personal and, and, and neither do I. And I, and you are, quick to chime back as quick as you are to take it that's pretty hard to find and the moment you like give a little bit of a weakness you dive right in for the kill uh i can't remember all the different scenarios where i was laughing i would say something and immediately be like oh i just opened the door he's coming in yep he's gonna give me shit about that one which is a fun hunting camp that's what i i like um some guys get sensitive, and for whatever reason, I just never have. I just I like flicking shit, and I like people flicking me shit. Which you are good. Well, at. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of fun, you know. Like I, you know, I, mean, I felt like I was on my best behavior, 
like when you went up and shot that odd dad, you, I knew you weren't going to play fair. Like you went up and had your knee on, um, Barnhart's <laughs> fun world, uh, you know, chest and had him laying on the ground while you were doing all the shooting. You let him up for one arrow and then, and then kept shooting. Like, I, I, that wouldn't have happened if I was there. Like it would have been a, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been the same scenario. You're just mad because so, you've shot yeah, the second largest ram. No, I think it's the first. <laughs> I feel like it's the first. I feel like mine's one. I feel like mine's number one, and yours is maybe one and a half, or maybe one and three quarters, or something like I just. <laughs> you know what we're doing is giving people no, false it, hope because it is not easy to kill those fuckers. And I've had guys. You think I can come down there and shoot like a thirty-two, thirty-four incher? And I'm like, uh, well, they're there. Yeah, I don't know. If, it's all up to you after that. They are not easy to kill. No, and they, and they, I mean, it's, that's a challenge. I mean, I don't really think that I, I had all that at a hunt or did that hunt up in the panhandle with Scotty the year before. And, and I had a fun time doing it. I mean, it was like, you know, I enjoyed it. I had a super, super good time. But when I originally went, I'm like, oh man, I just go down here and shoot a ram. But it does, I got to say, it's, it's a little addicting. I mean, it's, it's, you know, and, and last year, I, I really had no intention of, you know, I, I'm like, eh, I'll shoot a you, you know, that's what, that's what I can shoot, that's what I can swing, so that's what I'll do, but I don't know, man, them, them Rams are for sure, for sure impressive. Like, I, I most likely am not going to get to go sheep hunting or, you know, bighorn sheep hunting or anything like that, and, man, that's the closest thing to it, really. Like, it's, it's, it's fun. Like, it's like that where we hunt down there and that place Scotty's got it. And Scotty's, you know, I had the good fortune of hunting with him the last couple of years. And we, you know, we kind of, we go and we do our own thing and we, we kind of hunt our own way. And it just seems to work out. I mean, we, we do, you know, the same thing as all three of us did. I mean, we bust each other's chops and, and, and we're having fun. I mean, we, we always seem to be, I mean, I don't, is it the way I, you would hunt? Maybe not, but I mean, I, Scotty and I, like I said, we're, we're a lot closer to the same age and we just, we hunt our way and it's, like, again, it's still effective, you know, I mean, you can run it, you know, you could storm Baracho Peak like you do, like Shrek, you know, gonna, you know, grab the freaking, <laughs> uh, grab the dinosaur by the, by the freaking, grab the dinosaur by the tail and swing them around and throw them off the peak, you know, whereas we go up there like, you know, John Wick, you know, we got a little more for, for that. <laughs> a little subtle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. I mean, even though you're, we're flicking each other's shit or you're flicking me shit, I, I think, though, I mean, <laughs> in, the, in the grand scheme of things, people listening into this, um, you know, there's going to be people a little bit more, I I'm, I'm more aggressive. Chris may not be until he needs to be, or, you know, and Chris sat above that Ram. He killed for a long time, knowing he would get the perfect shot. And I told Chris, I said, dude, I don't have that in me. I, I'm good for an hour, two hours. Maybe I'm throwing rocks. Like I cannot sit above something that long, you know, personally where Chris can, the, the thing is, though, is is assessing what you have in front of you and not just getting above it and throwing a rock down and trying to shoot it and and 
what angles, what approaches he may leave, whatever, right? I mean, there's all these different things to think about, and I may be a little bit maybe more aggressive or whatever, but I think all good hunters, when you start talk to them, they have a lot of things in common. Uh, you talk to a you or a Brian Burkhardt or an Eckhout or a Jake Downs or, you know, whoever, there's going to be similarities in what they do. I will say one thing, I am probably more aggressive than I should be, and I use physical ability probably to my advantage more than I should because it does screw things up sometimes. Um, but, I mean, you know, you, you go with what you know, right? You go with what works for you. There's no way in hell I can sit in that cliff for eight hours and you did it. Well, and that's, again, I don't, you're right. I mean, you can, and it, uh, that's probably what people should, like, again, you kind of develop your own system that works for you hunting and you know everybody's sister like what you do might not be applicable to, to somebody else and you know people just have to figure that out like i you know i've done it enough that i'm like you know you tell me what you do i'm like oh man that's crazy i ain't doing that and just same way with you it's like oh, i'm not sitting there that long well i don't i'm not a great caller not there's a lot of things i'm not good at and i don't know number one with me is i don't like, if an animal does not know I'm there, I don't want them knowing I'm there. Like, I've done the rock thing. Never really worked out for me. I'm like, I ain't doing that again. Like, I've done some of that stuff, and like, they, you know, it's like, ooh, I, that's, I think I'd have been better off to wait. So, again, I may you know, you or may not have it, had that happen. For it. <laughs> Maybe I should have waited. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, Again, the waiting is all, well, but uh, I guess it's back to, it's, it's back to that, you know, what's your, what's an adventure or what's, what's your, I mean, that's a hunting experience I had. Like it can't be, again, I can go out and buy a new truck. Well, man, I can't go shoot an dad like that and have that experience. Like I can't buy that. Right. I mean, I can, you know, I mean, I went, did the hunt, shot that dad, and that's something that, nobody else i mean i did it it's, it's my hunt and you know if it means something to me then that's great same way with yours i mean you you know obviously i mean you said you had the was kind of the coolest hunt you did well if you said that i'm assuming that you mean it so yeah i mean that's and that's what everybody else should i guess be after too right i mean whether you sit in a cliff and shoot a big ram or you sit in a cliff and you know wait out and shoot a you it's you know, it's got to mean to you, you know, it's your hunting experience. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I, you know, with everything Chris and I are talking about, um, you know, obviously, he and I get along well and like to flick each other's shit. But I, I think at the end of it, if, if uh, I was going to sum up anything, I've said it many times is hunt for your own reasons and hunt for the right reasons. Uh, have fun. Try to perfect every skill you have, uh, whether it be, uh, you know, the stalking and the shooting, all that shit, right? Work on all of it and get out there and have fun and don't let fear and, and things like that hold you back. And Chris is a prime example. And one of the reasons, you know, I've, I've looked up to him and admire his, his desire is uh, guys like that will find a way. And, and Chris, you've, you've done that. Um, you know, so before we hit, oh, you know, I take your whole day up. Is there anything you want to add with what we've talked about or, or, um, you know, things that, you know, just tips you might want to give guys or, or you got her all covered in the, the hour and a half we've been on here. Yeah, I don't really, uh, you know, my mind will start thinking, getting scattered brain, like, oh, might be going over stuff I already went over. Like, I, 
I don't know. Like, like I said, I think, uh, again, it's do it for your own reasons and figure out what, you know, what works for you and, and, you know, be kind of be happy with what you're doing. Like, you, again, I, I do think that the pressure of looking at guys that have, I mean, when I was younger and I looked at everything, I mean, I can remember sitting in class and, you know, looking at all the stuff Fred Bear did and a lot of these, you know, uh, Chuck Adams and a lot of these guys that were in the hunting magazines at that time. It's like, man, look at all the deer. Look at all, look at all, look at all that. It's like, but, you know, if you like to do it and, and you do it long enough, you're, you're probably going to be successful at it if you're doing it. You know, if you, you can't make your kids, like if you want your kids to be a brain surgeon, you can't force them to do that, right? Like if you're doing it for somebody else's either approval or this isn't going to work out. Like you, you really do. You have to want to want to go do it. And, and at the end of the day, again, it's a, it's a hobby. It's not a, it's not a, I wish the heck I was making, you know, a couple million dollars a year hunting, but that's not the case. You know, I mean, you know, so again, it's a hobby. You know, I think 90% of the guys are, in probably the same boat, um, you know, they get up and they work and they get families and, you know, kids, baseball games and just stuff to do with the family. And, you know, that's all got to be done, but, but you can, I think guys can carve out time to, you know, go do different things. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of planning, but, but it's, but it is doable. Like it's for sure doable. I mean, there's, uh, that's probably the one thing that with the, you know, the, again, the social media is you, you look at it and it's like, wow, or, you know, it, it is intimidating at times. And I, I think a lot of that is, I mean, I don't, I mean, I sometimes what you see is not, you know, I went, I watched Star Wars. I seen, uh, you know, the Millennium Falcon fly mock across the galaxy but I don't just because I've seen it doesn't necessarily mean I believe it you know I mean I I think there's a lot of that you know there's a small percentage of guys on there that are actually you know it's 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 what they've done it's what they've accomplished but man there's there's a lot of other a lot of other stuff on there that doesn't seem like it's reality to me but I could be wrong I've been wrong before no, I don't think you are, because I end up meeting a lot of those guys, and they are full of shit. Um, that's just how it is. And, you know, I, again, that's one of the reasons why I was hounding you so much to get on the podcast or get a social media page is you don't sugarcoat shit, and you don't lie, you you don't, um, there's no uh, hyperbole, I whatever you want to call it. You know, you do what you do, and you're good at it, and, and that's what it is. And, and uh, yeah, I admire and appreciate that uh, about you, but... Um, uh, yeah, other than that, I guess, uh, Chris, do you want to give out your social media page to help your Insta-famous following? I don't exactly know what it is since I didn't hook it up, so. That may have been maybe. me. Did I, did I, did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah, you've done the first six posts, and I, yeah, I greatly appreciate that. I'm sure you do. So it's uh, Chris, <laughs> C-H-R-I-S underscore 
Perino, P-A-R-R-I-N-O. And I think like Chris is pretty busy, um, you know, as far as answering a ton of questions. I don't know how much you'd be able to get to that. Chris, you can speak to that. But some of the different uh, adventures he has been on, which he'll, you know, he's going to post every now and then are, are pretty amazing. Uh, Chris, you're usually a spokesman for bear archery at some of the traditional archery expos and things like that. And you've been on a few podcasts, so it's not like you're a total introvert hiding in a cave. Um, you know, you, you can, you can find Chris if you look, he's done some pretty amazing shit. No, I, um, you know, I, you know, I mean, I, I like it. I like looking, I mean, I look at a lot of other guys out there and it's like, man, I always find it stuff. It's like, Oh, that's cool. That's, I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, if you're, I mean, there's, I'm not saying that the social media is all bad. Like there's definitely, um, some guys out there that are getting it done and, you know, doing some different things and, and pretty much all ages, you know I mean? The younger guys, I mean, there's a lot of younger guys doing stuff that I, I respect. There's, you know, some older guys, I guess that I, you know, it's like, it is what it is, I guess. But I, again, I, I, I want to always go back to the, if you're doing it because you enjoy doing it, then, then that's, that's what you need to do. Not, not maybe worry about, I mean, you know, my dad said, you know, you never want to meet your heroes. So, you know, maybe there's some truth in that sometimes, but. Was that the case when you met me? What it is. <laughs> oh, no, I, I don't. Like I said, I, I, I looked at, a, you know, I looked at a lot of stuff. I'm like, well, I, you know, you, but I mean, in all honesty, if you and I would have, if we would have had a podcast, if we would have done a podcast back in 2006 and I, and I told you my views, you just, you just, I mean, I've debated with you enough to know that I would have lost that all day long. And, you know, you've been in it long enough now that you, you, like you, I mean, you're open-minded enough to kind of say, well, man, I see where that's, I see where you're going with that. Like, again, I'm not, I mean, I, you are, you're a good shot. I can't beat you, no doubt. And I'm not going to try to, I mean, the only way I can beat you is try to, you know, bust your chops, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's my go-to thing, but. No, it, it is what it is. Like it's, 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 I mean, I'm, you know, I've learned a lot from, from different, you know, different things you've said, whether backpack hunting or doing this or doing that. And I've, you know, there's, there's guys that I, you know, respect out there. I'm going to listen to them. You know, I, I, but there's not everything you see is what a guy should be doing. Like I don't, again, you are in a position where you can talk about a lot of equipment at a, um, from a position of knowledge, I'm not that guy. Like I can't really, you know, the latest, I mean, when I shot, you know, there was Eastern arrows with inserts in them. Now there's freaking inserts, outserts and no certs and what that, you know, it's like, you know, OMI bows, EMI. I just like, I, I got NFL. I got no clue. Like there's, I haven't, so I don't have the ability to speak to any of that. Mm. You know I mean? I, well, you're talking that about may, that. Make me sound, I did like your bow. Uh, the, the, I, oh, I know you. I know you did. I, I knew when it was in that was it, when you had it in your bow case in your room. I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> I um no, I, I you know I I've shot a few different bears and yeah, I haven't spent a ton of time with them. I that that I no shit. I about ordered one to try it out. That mag riser, um, and in the draw cycle, it it was not bad. I mean, I I looked at Scotty. I said I. I, I can't bitch. This thing's pretty damn nice. Um, so, you know, I do give you well, shit about was, things, I but think, I, 
I liked it. I'm pretty sure it was the Perino grip. Like, I'm pretty sure it was the grip. It wasn't the, you know, I mean, it's the bow, but it was the grip too, right? It's the, it's the Perino grip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and on that note, no, I I probably should get off here, Chris. I got to do some uh, some videos before we start making fun of each other anymore. Um, but I I Chris did autograph my bow, so I did appreciate him doing that. Um, you know, very nice of you. Uh, yeah, seriously well, I was, though. I mean, it was fun. It was a, it was a good time, and uh, I enjoyed them. You know, appreciate you having me on for sure. Oh, so, yeah. Oh yeah. So we'll, we'll, hopefully, we'll get the each other's chops again oh yeah no i'm sure we will so well everybody again uh chris perino uh definitely someone that uh, has done a lot uh with traditional archery someone that uh, people should look up to for advice a great dude hard worker and and, and and killed some amazing animals so thank you for popping on and uh thank you for constantly making sure that i stay humble uh you are very good at that i appreciate it no i uh i enjoyed it as well so Again, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, hopefully we'll chat. Nope, sounds good, man. Take it easy. See ya.